of the Success Academy podcast. Today I have with me Kale Roxon. He's someone that, as he says, is transforming change makers into global leaders by teaching them to communicate effectively across cultures, on stage, and with impact. He's a brand strategist on a mission to change the world. So welcome to the show, Kale. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, it's a true pleasure. I love that you're doing podcasts. Podcast is a uh what, what uh, launched my career. So I'm always very excited to talk about podcasts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so to sort of start off with, why don't you just sort of share um, your story and just sort of introduce yourself? Sure. Now, you said, uh, you said a little bit of it in the background. Uh, I mean, uh, in the intro. So I'm yeah. a Nigerian, and I grew up in five countries and four continents by the time I was 17. So wow. a lot of my life has been spent living in difference, really. So first nine years of my life was two military dictatorships, and then my dad's job as a diplomat, so I had to take some different parts of the world. And so me being someone that lived in two dictatorships and observing what the world was like, where your freedom is taken away, and then finding myself as this uh, minority everywhere I lived, I was, you know, I had this identity crisis, and I was curious about ways to make people feel comfortable with who they are, no matter where they are. And I was also curious about ways to create systems that allow people to um, create space for diversity as well as inclusion. And so, you know, I, I, um, I followed down that path. I eventually came to the United States and, um, you know, one thing led to another. I um, found myself in New York City and I was getting my MBA and I decided that I really wanted to take my dream seriously. So I launched a podcast as told by Nomads. And the premise of the podcast was to teach people how to embrace their global identity. I was trying to answer this question. Why do we live in a globalized and digitalized time and still have problems connected? And so, you know, once I launched the podcast, people, it took a slow, it was gradual, but then um, people started to gravitate towards the podcast and uh, I started speaking on stages and then uh, consulted. And here I am today. That's awesome. Yeah, so how did you sort of start to get into entrepreneurship in this whole space? Um, did, did you sort of notice as a kid, like, I know obviously you weren't necessarily doing entrepreneurial things when you were like a young kid necessarily, but did you ever notice sort of things that you would do that sort of showed that you sort of had this sort of kind of entrepreneurial DNA? Yeah. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've always been fascinated with solving problems and, um, observing what, what was wrong with society. You know, it was obviously a lot of what was going on around me. And when I started to take it seriously as an entrepreneur, what I needed to understand was the problem that I felt like I could solve. I always say entrepreneurs are problem solvers, no matter what they're doing, right? whether they're creating something faster, slower, whatever. So any entrepreneur out there, first of all, whatever it is you want to do, think about the problem you want to serve, uh, solve, and then think about the people that need that problem solving and then where they are. And so that's what I did. People that I felt like um, we have a leadership crisis in the world. And the reason is because people don't know how to connect across cultures. And so I felt like I could be someone that could help people connect across cultures, given my personal background of someone who was always in between cultures and also things that I studied. And that's where I positioned myself as someone who could help people understand what it's like to be different. So once I started to do that, I created a, a distribution channel, which was the podcast, so people could see 
a proof of concept, right? If you're an entrepreneur, it could be, you know, it could be your MVP, your minimum viable product or whatever it is. And then um, you start to test it out. And the way I tested it out was to test out whether people resonate with the message. And if it's someone else, you could test out if your product resonates with the intended target audience. And then once you test it out, you get the feedback. Uh, I like that. I don't like that. And then you continue. And consistency uh, always helps. Yeah, that's so key. Like a lot of people kind of overthink it, but definitely like you were saying, if you just keep it simple, all you need to do really is just find a problem, uh, solve that problem for the right people, and then find mm -hmm. a way to get that product or whatever you're doing to solve that problem just like in front of the right people. And that's yeah. kind of just how you build a business and how you build an audience and just about like not overthinking it and just like getting it out there and then seeing how the audience reacts basically. And that's like what you did. So yeah, that's awesome. No, absolutely. And, and you know, I'm, you know, I'm sure even what you're doing, what you're creating a space for people to understand what it's like to be entrepreneurial. It's if people start to see you as someone who they trust, um, then you, you're going to have what you call evangelist and they'll tell other people when yeah. they tell other people you have a fan base or you have a following and uh, they continue to show up. So that, that's why it's important to be consistent because um, you never know who's going to miss, who's going to catch you. Yeah, definitely. And like, I mean, there's so many people these days, like starting lots of different things and there's like so much content out there. So that's definitely kind of part of the, a lot of the reason why you have to be consistent to like keep putting your content out there so people stay engaged kind of thing. So yeah, for sure. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you're talking about how you like, ever since you were young, you've always been looking at problems and like how you can solve them. And that's definitely like a key trait towards being like an entrepreneur. And so do you think anyone can be an entrepreneur or do you think someone to be an entrepreneur, they need to have these characteristics from a young age, like you did kind of thing? Yeah. I mean, I, th I think the thing with entrepreneurship is, you know, I don't, I don't know that it's for everyone, but I feel like, um, I, I don't know that everyone wants to be an entrepreneur, but yeah. I feel like if you do want to be an entrepreneur, it's, it's, it is what we discussed about in the previous question. It just, um, you have to be a great observer of trends of what's going on with people of, of things like that. Um, I'm a, I'm a very nerdy guy that likes government world affairs, but I was very influenced by my environment. I have two brothers. They didn't, they didn't think the same way I did. Right? So I, it, you know, they do different things. One's studying engineering and one's um, very, very much into the arts and, and the visual format. And I, um, as the oldest, I just got tired. Uh, for me, it, it affected me because I got tired of seeing, being defined by bad governance and just seeing how people were not fully maximizing themselves. And so I just wanted to do something about it. So if you have something, even if it's, you think it's small, if you have something that you're passionate about, that's always in there, you go to sleep or it comes to your head, if it's gaming, if it's whatever, and you just are passionate about something, I always encourage people to be, to explore that. That's where true entrepreneurship, um, that's what the, lights the fire of entrepreneurship because inevitably there'll be moments where you fail you fall, you be alone, and people will tell you you're crazy sometimes. But if you can't, harken back to that moment where you, you're reminded of your passion, it's going to be hard to continue. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so talking about a bit about that, what were some of the sort of setbacks that you sort of had along your entrepreneurial journey, and how were you able to sort of overcome that and allow those to be like setting you up for success? Uh, okay, I don't know where to start. So, um, uh, I got fired twice, one, um, was broke multiple times, and uh, I, I um, didn't quite uh, realize how to, to monetize the platform. And so 
when I started this podcast, I was getting my MBA. Um, and I had this dilemma where I had found something that I was finally truly passionate about. And I was, get, I was going to school for, um, you know, to get an MBA. And I had recruiters coming into campus and I didn't, I knew deep down that I didn't want to do, you know, go to any of the jobs that the recruiters were recruiting for. So I had to make a choice where I would ignore these recruiters who could basically guarantee me a job and focus on what I was doing with podcasting, which was relatively new at the time and there was no money in it. And so I chose that. And when I graduated, um, you know, for, for a while, it, it was kind of tough to figure out how to monetize because I had a good audience, but there was, you know, no one knew what to do with that. And so, you know, I would take different jobs just so I could make sure I continued to work in my passion. And then one of the first jobs I took, you know, I thought, right, good, consistent money. Great. Um, I can work at the podcast at night and build the following later on. And um, I got called into the office one day. It was a new manager. And she fired me right there on the spot. She said she didn't think I was uh, competent or something. And then I remember like, wow, no money. I'm living in New York City, one of the most expensive cities in the world. And then I got another job and um, they said, hey, we like, we've observed what you've done with your brand. We think it'd be good for you to do the same thing with our brand. And we never could figure it out. We tried working for a year and they fired me as well. And so I was in, this, in a position where I started to question myself as, as, a, as an employee. I was like, why do I keep getting fired? What's the problem and all that? And then um, what, what happened was, you know, I, I just said, hey, obviously your heart has been somewhere else here and you haven't taken the full leap. You've sort of been half-half. Why don't you just take the full leap and see what happens? And, you know, I, I, I went all in. I um, created, like, I branded myself in the form of, um, like, a one-pager. I said, this is what I've done. And I started to do what I said. I found people that needed to solve that problem. So HR, um, human resource, right, people, uh, directors of um, human resource, CEOs, and, um, and marketers in companies. They're the ones that need to know how to attract people from different backgrounds. And they want to know how to make sure that they're growing their people, uh, that they're, they're making sure the employees are satisfied. And so I explained to them why everything I've done helps their audience. And I, I made it a point to reach out to 10 to 15 people a day. And eventually I got one or two people to say yes. And then I got a couple of TEDx talks and then my credibility started to grow. But it was a very gradual process and it didn't happen until I got fired the second time and I made the decision to just take that leap. Yeah, for sure. So sometimes like, I mean, there's going to be those like hard times and setbacks, but then yeah, when you like allow that to sort of push yourself forward, then that's, I guess that's what led to where you are now today. So then it all kind of works out in the end if you're able to like keep moving forward and stuff. So yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. So for the listeners, how do you think mindset sort of comes into play as an entrepreneur and how can they sort of develop the right mindset to be able to sort of stay positive and just keep moving forward? So the, the way I see mindset is I liken it to sports. You know how when you're training for sports, basketball, soccer, tennis, whatever it is that you do, there's a lot of repetition and you're physically doing things. You know, you're shooting the shot a hundred times until you can get it consistent. You're, you know, swinging a bat until you get there. Uh, and a lot of times we as humans, we think, yeah, we just got to train physically to get to where we want to go to. But um, a part that we need to train as well is the mind because you have to train. You're training your body physically to be the best shooter, the best defender. But you should train your mind to be ready for the setbacks. And 
for the positive things that, are out, that, that will come out there. So a lot of what I do when I wake up is I'm, I'm always, you know, very intentional about my whatever I'm visualizing. You know, and I'll say like, hey, look, I know that I'm, you know, I start off a positive talk. Today's going to be a good day. I know that um, these are the things I have to do. By this time, this is what I want to do. I will work towards that. And I will be on that stage speaking in front of thousands of people. And I actually see myself doing those things. Um, and I even feel like what it's like to, to be there. And then once I do that, I, you know, I'm already feeling like I'm, I'm motivated. And then I do the work to get there. And so I, I practice that because it's very easy, um, especially in an, as an entrepreneur, to, to be negative, right? You know, one failure can roll you down, a public failure, negative comment, you know, someone saying you're stupid or, or your parents even saying, what, what are you doing? Can really take you down the spiral. But if you're already physically and mentally ready and like, okay, I already prepared for this. I knew that this was going to be negative feedback, but I know where I'm going. I have a clear vision of where I need to be. This is important and this is just a minor setback. It sort of prepares you for that. Another thing for mindset is preparing um, is your environment, like who you surround yourself with. Because sometimes it might be hard for you to do it alone, but if you're in an environment where you're constantly inspired by people who, are, who have a growth mindset and are thinking, Oh yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing. I'm following my dreams. I'm doing my dreams, and you, you're you're inspired by that. Um, when you feel down, you get picked up, and vice versa. So, it is super key to just be aware of your environment, but also what you feed in your mind. So, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And you already kind of touched a bit on sort of what you're doing each day to sort of set yourself up for success, like visualizing your goals and like mm -hmm. setting that sort of up for success, but what else do you sort of do like every morning or whatever? Like, do you have a certain morning routine that you do to sort of set yourself up for success like every day and then every year kind of thing? Yeah. So I read a lot and I take a lot of information. So reading is not for everybody, but this is what I was encouraged to do. Know your learning style. I know that my learning style is very visual and audio. Um, and I, I like reading too, but I learn faster and I absorb information a lot quicker if it's, you know, the, you know, audio format, why I love podcast or, if it's a visual thing. So I trained myself to start to, to listen to things at 2x, 3, 3x, 2.5x. And I started getting a lot of audiobooks on subjects that I care about. Things that I care about are leadership, culture, cultural, um, um, you know, competency, diversity, and inclusion. And so in order for me to be up to date with what's, what the trend has been in the past and what's happened now, I have to make sure I know current events, history, and um, and a lot of um, psychological things. So I buy books and those from people that have done it before and I continue to absorb them. And I, I do that, you know, during my transient moments, like when I'm doing the laundry, when I'm walking the street, when I'm doing that. So even if it's, you know, like a leisure moment, there's something going in my head and I always have notes. So that's my routine. Like every day I make sure I'm taking in something. And I love writing. So I write down the notes and I write down my thoughts on what I'm learning and what I would add to that. And then it just becomes a habit because I've basically been practicing, you know, every day uh, for whenever, whenever an opportunity arises. So if someone comes up to me and taps the title, hey, we want you to come speak in such and such. I can easily put together some thoughts because I've already been practicing with them. Uh, and it's a daily routine. So, yeah, that's something that I do. Uh, but start off with knowing your learning style and, um, you know, uh, find content that resonates with that. Yeah, for sure. And I remember hearing about like, it was, I think it was Ty Lopez that said how like all the people, like even Albert Einstein and like all these people that come up with these huge, like new ideas, usually the way they come up with that is when they're sort of 
reading and consuming a lot of different content from other people and like listening to a lot of different people's ideas and then they just kind of connect like exactly. two different ideas and then that's when the new idea forms yeah so yeah yeah that's exactly it. yeah definitely when you're like constantly consuming more information and learning then that's what's going to set you up to like have new ideas and new sort of breakthroughs and stuff like that so yeah yeah i love it no that's exactly it, it it's you have to constantly be in the in the, in the growth mindset um, yeah that's that's how that's how you grow yeah for sure yeah so you've also um built sort of a personal brand for yourself whether it be on instagram and also just building up your credibility for speaking and all that um so why don't we sort of talk a bit about that and what are your sort of first of all what are your sort of ultimate tips for like building a personal brand um one of the the first thing about being a personal brand is not to forget the first part of that those two words which is personal you have to make it make it personal. So start off with your story, wherever you are. You know, I'm a 15 year old kid, or I'm a 30, I'm 28 year old, and this is my dream, and I hope to do this, and this is what I'm learning along the way. And what makes people connect with you is if they can relate to you, and if they think you're credible. So relatability, relatability, and credibility. So if you're honest and you're saying, "Hey, I'm just documenting different entrepreneurs, and my goal is to do this at the end of this," but I'll be sharing tips of what I'm learning. And I hope you all join me in the journey. People love that because it's real. As opposed to, hey, I'm already an expert and this is what I'm doing. If, if you're not an expert and you're saying you're an expert, it's going to shine through. I, people are going to read through that. Um, so I started with myself and I was like, hey, I'm Ty Roxon. I grew up in all these countries. I'm very curious about what it takes to have a global identity and how um, people can really relate to each other because everybody seems to have different values. And it's affecting politics, affecting all that. I'm going to bring on several people and hopefully share my thoughts as well as my personal things that I grew up with. And then I started doing that. And I, was doing, I was being consistent. And then I focused a lot on providing value. You know, when you're interviewing, you're providing value to the guests and you're positioning them as experts. And then I, I started to study people that were in similar spaces as mine. And I say, hey, we're doing similar things. We have similar followings want to collaborate and then you get into that audience um and then in, and, and then it's really honestly by the time you 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 provide value find people that are similar to what you're doing collaborate and then you focus on, on consistently showing up as yourself you're going to be um your personal brand will grow and uh, your audience will grow and the thing about growth is even if it's not 1000 it's 100 people you have to really show up for that 100 people that are your day ones because um if you do even if it doesn't physically show up there in your numbers and you release a program and 50 percent of them buy and then they like it and they tell someone else you, you're going to have you know an, you're going to have profit and you're going to have an audience that will grow and then they're going to be like how can i you know keep in touch with this guy and then you direct them to your website or to all that and it, it all trickles back but if you yeah. had stopped any one of those moments, and then you know, people would be like, oh, this person didn't post for like six months, and I don't know, it's not credible. So you just have to be mindful of those seven things. Yeah, for sure. And also, yeah, you were definitely talking about sort of just like, really just like kind of being yourself and just like sharing the journey and being like open about that. And because I remember hearing this one thing once about, uh, it was a quote saying something like, a lot of people are trying to fit in, and then there's also a lot of people trying to stand out. But really, you shouldn't be doing either of those two things. You just have to like be yourself, whatever that is. And then that's exactly. what's going to actually draw people towards you. Exactly. And like, if you're someone that likes 
playing games or you dance. I like you follow my Instagram sometimes. I do stupid dances or I'm da- or I'm be I'm super, just a corny guy. I say like bad dad jokes, but that's in between whatever I'm doing, right? And it's not. Um, and I'm just sharing aspects of my life, and, and you know, so some might be embarrassing to do, but that's just who I am, right? And yeah. um, as embarrassing as it might be for other people, it's authentic, and people will laugh at that, and they're like, "Oh, this person is cool. Uh, he's yeah. just like me, or maybe not like me, but he's happy to be himself." <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, because yeah, some people are trying to act like super, you know, like above others, I guess. But when you're able to actually relate to others and be at their level kind of and just like actually connect with them then that's where you're gonna get like real followers and real people like engaging with your message and everything so yeah sure yeah absolutely 100 percent. yeah so you also do lots of speaking and sharing your message that way so why don't you sort of talk a bit about that and how you've been able to get your speaking gigs and position yourself as someone that can do these speaking gigs so the speaking story started off in a very funny way um uh, once again to having an MVP, a minimum viable product, or something that shows your, your, your concept. Someone randomly reached out to me as it was a listener of my podcast and said, hey, I've been listening to you for a while. I work at the World Bank. Um, we're, not, we're not paying, but I think your story will resonate with some of the diplomatic kids here. There's a program we do. Do you think you could get to DC this weekend or something like that? And I was, I was in New York at the time. I was like, whoa. Okay, I know they're not paying, but it's the World Bank, or I'll figure it out. And I had never really spoken that way before, and I just said, okay, I'll do it. And once I did it, I, I ended up doing really well, and I realized that if you have a voice, and if you have a story, then you can find an audience. And so what I started to do was I didn't have whatever the speaking practice. I started to study other speakers, and I noticed that a lot of times, like what I was saying, they were – making sure they were having structured conversations with the audience. They were guides and basically saying, I want you to be able to get from this current state to the desired state. And I started to look at whatever I was doing. We are here in this world. We can get here as a better connectors of cultures. What can I do? And I created like, you know, three to seven points. I was like, Hey, I have a speech. I'll make the intro, my story and make uh, you know, and then I will dive into why it's important. And I'll talk about the consequences of it not being important and then um, you know how we can uh, achieve those goals and that that at the bare minimum is, is the key thing of any good speech but you have to be able to connect with the audience the audience has to believe that whatever you're talking about is a problem that's worth solving and then if they agree with you that it's worth solving you have to go to the next level and say this is how you can become someone that can tackle that problem and i i when i did that I started to pitch that way to people in companies. So, you know, the problem you want to solve, you know, the people that need that problem solved and I said, Hey, this is who I am. I just spoke here and here. I have a podcast that talks about this and this. I personally grew up here and here. So those are the connection points. Basically that, um, I would love to talk about XXX. As you know, if you do this, 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 it really resonates and it helps with your employees. And I did, you know, I didn't get all yeses. I got a lot of no's, but eventually one of them said yes, two of them said yes. And it was like that. So you have to find a connection point with whatever problem that they share because they wouldn't care if you're not solving the problem that's important. Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, so you kind of touched on this already, um, talking about like what people can do. But if 
why don't you sort of expand on that even more about just giving advice for if there's any of the listeners that might want to start doing some speaking gigs and that kind of stuff, what would be your advice to them to sort of get started with that? Um, get intimate with your story, with the problem you want to solve, right? So, um, first of all, know the problem you want to solve, right? What do you want to speak on? Gaming industry is great. Uh, diverse inclusion is important. Uh, we need more representation in films. Okay, that's the problem you want to talk about. Um, what is your relationship with that? Maybe you, maybe you don't have a personal story with it, but you you saw someone deal with something similar, and that led you to think about, wow, um, this is a real problem that needs to be solved. You know, I, I, I lived in a dictatorship and I saw what it's like for people to not have freedoms. And I was like, and I've, I ended up living in different parts of the world and I saw what freedom was like. I was like, I want everybody to experience this, right? So connecting that. So find out what it is that problem wants to solve and then what is your personal story with that? Because whenever you start off with a speech and people read your intro, your bio, like, welcome, no, 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 Tegan is here. And, you know, you know, you, you can start off with a question like, hey, how many of you have ever felt or you can say, hey, ever since I was a kid, I've always had this long desire. But whatever choice you choose, a question or telling the story, you're grabbing people in there. And that opportunity you have is, is, is a very, it's, an, it's a moment that you don't want to lose. You're grabbing attention, they're eager. And if you can grab them and say, okay, this is why this matters to me. More importantly, this is why this problem is a great problem that we all need to be aware of, um, then you're good. So anyone who wants to start speaking, know what problem you want to solve what your personal story is with that problem and then make sure uh you understand how to solve that problem if you have those three things you will have a speech in between because it will flow um and i'm anyone can reach out to me after um pretty um uh, reachable and i can help with the structure but make sure you have those bare minimums yeah definitely that's awesome um yeah so to sort of start to wrap up here what would be Let's say you had 60 seconds or maybe more, whatever, but let's say you had 60 seconds to share your ultimate piece of advice to everyone on earth. What would you say in that 60 seconds? Uh, I'd say, first of all, I'd say first thing to know is that you are enough, right? A lot of people like to be uh, a version of someone they're not, but the thing that we have to tap into is that our superpower is that we are born the way we are. And each one of us has a unique calling that's as unique as a fingerprint and that the best way to be successful is to truly hone in on what that calling is, offer it in the form of service, stay hardworking and be consistent, and then you'll, you'll arrive at the destination that you want to arrive. And it's really about looking inward in order to be who you want to be outward. And you have to start internally. Um, even if you feel like you're alone in your thin, uh, in your beliefs and your thoughts, express that in some form. If it's written, if it's within yourself, find a creative outlet to express that. But don't ever conform who you are to be a version of someone else that is not you yeah for sure that's definitely powerful advice so yeah um it's definitely a great place to sort of end off and you definitely provide a lot of value today so why don't you sort of just share where people can find you if they want to maybe reach out so i'm tyroxin everywhere i think i'm the only tyroxin in the world so <laughs> you search tyroxin on instagram uh, tyroxin.com um, you find me and the podcast is called as told by nomads. Awesome. Okay. Yeah. So thanks for being on the show today and Thank you for me. yeah, for sure. And to the listeners, I'll see you again on the next episode.